Live, all right. <laughs> Southcast episode 27. How are we all feeling out there? Um, before we get into today, today's going to be a very fast-paced episode. Okay, Yay. so buckle up, put your seatbelt on. We're going to be driving fast. We're going to probably break some speed limits today. Uh, because we got one hour with Will Witt. All right, and we're going to get to know Will. If you haven't seen his stuff, we're going to play a video. We also have some special guests. Fosh Posh in the house. Uh, hi, everyone. We're going to get to know this lovely lady. And Taylor, <laughs> our lovely new sales lady upstairs. She came oh. down from the second floor uh, to join us. Honored to be uh, here. On the podcast. So uh, if you're not familiar with what we do here on the Southcast, yeah, all we talk is money. All we talk is money. But part of understanding money is, you know, life, it takes money to live your life. Lifestyle, mm. dating, relationships. Mm. But at the core of that is a lot of money. So we we, we cool with uh, with doing this? Yes. Yeah. All let's right. So let's money. talk money. So, uh, so Will, uh, let me start off with you. Thank you for being on PBD Podcast earlier. I thought yeah, we had some you. good fun. We agreed on most things. Mm-hmm. We had some spirited uh, debates on things we didn't agree with. But I think yeah. we're cool. We'll see. After. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see All right. Goes. Thank you, Will. But yeah, so no, you know, I think a lot of people want to define themselves. You know, someone's left, someone's right, someone's mm-hmm. conservative, someone's liberal, some. How would you define yourself? How would you say like, – who are you? Give, give the audience a little rundown. In terms of my politics, I mean I'd never call myself a Republican or anything like that. Okay. I mean I, I call myself – I guess you could say now would be like a traditional Western conservative, oh, okay. which I know sounds kind of strange. But that's, okay. that's what I've described myself as now, which I haven't been my entire time working in politics and everything. Yeah. But especially with COVID, my values and the things I believe in have changed a lot, cool. especially sure. after getting baptized and all that, too. Because oh, things have changed. Nice. Significantly. Yeah, Taylor, totally. how would you define yourself? A conservative hippie. Conservative hippie. That's <laughs> sort of uh, – was that an oxymoron? What is that right there? Well, it's coming up. It's it's a whole it? new movement. Yeah. Yeah, I would say like values, hippies. family, limited government, but you know, mm-hmm. I like music festivals, and you can read between the lines there. Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And Fosh, how would you describe yourself? Um, so I guess I would say I'm libertarian. So I'm kind of like, I I kind of lean more like right, but definitely um, I don't agree with like government control. Okay. Kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I, I view myself as more of like a moderate synergist. I, why can't we all just get along? We're all of yeah. America. We love America. Yeah. So let's um, so let's jump into some topics. Before we do, Will, you do a lot of man on the street stuff. Yeah. Okay. So I want to show a little clip. It's for people that are not familiar with Will Witt. He gets in there. He's you know what I what I appreciate about you and your book is called How to Win how, Friends and Influence. To, and it came out when? Last September. Ooh, Last September. So what's book. the premise of the book? The premise of the book is that. People aren't having good conversations, and I wanted to show them how to have good conversations. As you yeah. see from the clip, I mean, I've gone out and interviewed thousands of people and changed thousands of minds, not just the people who I talk to, but the people who actually watch the videos. And so the way you do that is through asking questions. Yeah. It's not about going and just necessarily yelling at someone or debating someone. You can change someone's mind by asking them questions. It's For not sure. necessarily about you changing that person's mind. It's about them having their mind changed because they can't answer the question that you gave to them. I want everyone to understand what Will just said there. Okay, it's so important for us to actually diagnose and dissect what Will just said. He says you can't change someone's mind by telling them what to do or what to think. I agree with that. It's asking them questions and then maybe even posing the questions in a little absurd manner. And you put some facts in your questions. Yes. Right. And then they have to answer it, and like you can see them, I'm assuming, struggle in their mind. It makes them think. It makes them think. Exactly, Fosh. And then, boom, a light bulb will go off. Like, mm-hmm. you can see that. So let's jump in. Let's see this video with Will. We have audio, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's, okay. go, let's go to Harvard. <laughs> if you have a camera, you're probably a fascist. What things exactly are you supporting? I hate guns. Free speech gets flipped to be the ability to speak words of hate, uh, words that divide people rather than unite people. What is a word of hate um, or a sentence of hate that you've heard? (laughs) I mean, there's a lot. What's the significance of 1776? Is that when Columbus sailed the ocean blue? I'm a good man or a bad man? (laughs) You're a player. No, I can tell. Nina? Santa Maria, Pinta, 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 yeah. Should we build a border wall? No. no. Why not? My husband's Mexican. <laughs> so, you think Mexican food is like cultural appropriation? No. 
someone else's culture that we've kind of taken. <laughs> do you think that the rich pay their fair share? No. Why do you say that? Because there's so many homeless people out on the street. What is the European Union? European Union. Um, uh, it's a union. <laughs> in Europe. In Europe, yeah. Who fought in World War One? All right. <laughs> These people vote. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yes, well, unfortunately. Congratulations, Will. Um, you've done, I, I, I've done a million different Man on the Street videos. Mm -hmm. uh, I mostly talk about money and relationships. It's actually how I met Fosh at yes. Model Volleyball. Yeah. She killed it. I said, look, I don't invite a lot of people. You people up off the street. I don't usually do all that. But so Fosh, he says. Exactly. Know, right? So um, so kudos to you for doing Thank that. You. And kudos Thank to you for not like getting in people's faces and just asking questions and if someone doesn't know that Nina the Pinta de Santa Maria, <laughs> good, right. good luck out there, guys. Yeah. Um, what was the wildest moment you had filming? Something you're like, holy, I can't believe that just happened. The wildest moment is when I went on California State University Northridge and I dressed up as a Native American. Mm -hmm. And then I had a black guy with me. He was a pilgrim. Black a, Mike. I believe black Mike. Yeah, yes, exactly. The yep, he's the black pilgrim. Right. And, you know, we were going there giving out pumpkin pie for Thanksgiving and asking people what they were thankful for. And this class came out and they got so mad. They're yelling death threats at me, horrible things. They ripped mm -hmm. off my costume, mm -hmm. kicked oh, me off God. campus. You know, it was terrible. But the thing about that is that after that, I decided to put the ideas to the test. And I went to the Navajo Indian Reservation yeah. in, in Window Rock, Arizona, and asked them what they thought about it. And, you know, they loved it. They, 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 don't get they don't want someone else getting offended on their behalf. Wow. And so all these crazy things that happen, there is – quite literally irrefutable evidence that the left and these people are wrong on so many of the things that mm -hmm. they say. And so that's what I set out to do. Make people question these things. Yeah. And you can question a lot of the things when you see what normal people say. And when you say it was the wildest moment, like, was it anyone going to physically, you know, assault you? Did anything physically happen? Maybe Does if I wouldn't be... have stayed on campus. I mean, I, I have people who will follow me around when I'm doing my videos and scream at me and those types of things. People call the cops on me when I'm out doing it. I had a kid really? call the cops on me Do you me have before. security? Uh, I have my cameraman, and he's got a big stick, you know, <laughs> and that's about it. And I just say, yo, watch yeah. my he back. I say, watch my back, but if the guy is like one of those liberal beta male types, you don't have to save me. Just keep filming. <laughs> yeah. just, just film it. Well, yeah. one guy literally called the cops on you. I don't uh -huh. know if this was in California as yep. well. Yep. And he said that he is terrorizing me, and, uh, and basically the cops showed up, and they're like, well, what is he doing? Mm -hmm. He's like, well, I don't like what he stands for. And the mm -hmm. cops were like, I saw that. sorry, bro, that's kind of not how it works. Yeah, exactly. Explain that situation. Yeah, so we went out there, and we were asking people about socialism and if they could define what socialism was at Cal State LA. Yeah. And some guy knew who I was. He was a leftist. He recognized me, and he called the cops on me. Oh, wow. Excuse me. Called the cops on me and said, they're threatening me with their ideals. And their principles. And it's like, first of all, I thought these people were anti-police. I thought they hated the police. Then they call the police when someone is hurting their feelings for mm -hmm. having a difference of opinion. Mm -hmm. The cops were amazing guys. And they were just like, you know, yeah, he's the, entitled the, to the, his opinion. It's a public yeah. campus. The, the, most, the, yeah. the moment that you saw the guy's face drop is when you thanked the cops, shook their hands, uh -huh. and were just like, hey, sorry for offending you, buddy. And he was like, ah, what? I thought that the cops were going to – no, right. sorry. Right. So nobody's came up and, and hit you or assaulted you. No, but I mean you guys okay. – if you guys see the videos that I do, you know, this is a short clip here, but I'm very nice to people mm -hmm. when I go out and talk to them. Yeah. I could make red meat content where I know what I'm doing and really just make it for conservatives and just – piss these people off, but I don't, I'm not yeah. that guy. Yeah. I'm not that guy. I like to have conversations with people and ask questions. And the pinnacle principle of my videos has always been to change people's minds. Yeah. Respect. Influence yeah. enemies. And influence enemies. There you go. There exactly. it is. So uh, the reason that I was focusing yeah. on if you've been hit or been assaulted is because, you know, people are slapping people these days. I don't know if you know. I don't know if you guys know where I'm going. So obviously what's going on in the news these days is what's happened at the Oscars. Everyone's talking about it. But the difference is here in the Sauscast. We're getting females' opinions on this, too. There's a lot of guys talking about this. Uh, you know, Will Smith, he's a sip, he's this. If I was Chris Rock, I would have hit him. So oh, yeah. I want to, you know, nobody needs an intro as to what happened. We've all seen it at this point. Yeah. Right? But I want to just set the table, get some ladies' perspectives. Like, what is Jada thinking during all this? What is Willow Smith thinking all this? So we all know what happened. You know, I'm a huge fan of Chris Rock. I was a huge fan. I still am a okay. huge fan of Will Smith. Yeah. But I feel like he's been emasculated lately. Yeah. Oh, so from sure. a female, ladies and gentlemen, well, I don't know if I... Uh, I know. Are you... Can we call you lady? What is a woman? From a female's perspective, <laughs> what happened there? Oh. Put yourself in Jada's shoes. Put yourself so, in your own shoes. What happened, Fosh? <laughs> so basically, I feel like, um, well, 
Will, obviously, it was funny. It was very funny that he actually walked up there and he slapped him. I'm not going to lie. That was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like he was like out of a fucking movie when he went up there and he slapped him. But in the same breath, I feel like he um, like he protected his wife. You know, like you don't know the conversations that go on in their marriage. So it was an emotional reaction. Obviously, it was emotional. Um you can see Will, he laughed. If you look at the video, you can see Will, he laughed at it at, at first. first. He laughed at it. But I think once it registered in his mind, mm-hmm. he was just like, is that shit really funny? I don't think it's really funny. As a so female, like, did that turn you on to see your man run up and slap <laughs> someone? What are your thoughts? Well, assuming that it happened like for real and it wasn't just trying to get attention to the Oscars because no one's really watching the Oscars anymore, let's be honest, but we'll assume it's real. Um, I personally wouldn't, he's a comedian, I wouldn't have been offended by the joke. And if Mm -hmm. we want to be women empowerment, I think if a comedian says a joke, it's all good. They obviously have issues behind the scenes. And Mm -hmm. also, if my husband is going to go attack a guy... Punch him. Like, come on, a bitch slap. <laughs> exactly. So the bitch slap. That's, it, was that's, a slap. It, was like, it was a bitch move is what yeah, you're saying? Yeah. So feminine. Will, what you got on this situation? Yeah, well, we a, talked it about, a, about it earlier. But right. But we talked about the bitch reiterate slap. reiterate how feminine the slap was. Imagine and if he was, actually punched him, though. That would be, like, extremely violent. That would going to do it. That would have went even more exactly, left. She's, she's right. If you're going to do it, do it punch right. Punch him. Do it be right. A man. If you're going to yeah, do it, punch the shit out of him. Yeah. So you're basically saying if he's going to do it, dude, <laughs> t- t- leave do the bitch slap at home. Exactly. Yeah. Stick that guy in the face. He, you know? he, he offended your wife. If you're going to do it. Yeah. If you're going to do it. I don't think he should have done it. Yeah. But if you're going right. to do it, be a man about it. It shows Got the it. relationship between the two. Who wears the pants in the relationship? <laughs> yeah. So are you, think, are you that. saying that she wears the pants? Uh, yeah. That's what you're you saying? Think she wears the pants? Yeah. Why? Uh, I would say, given, I mean, at the red table, they had to talk about her cheating on him. Okay, yeah, I think that definitely comes into play with that, for sure, yeah. Yeah. It's like a build-up, and I think it was almost like the... Will and their really—I mean, I don't know the relationship, but it, yeah. it's obviously not strong. Yeah. So, mm. so I think, little. I think their relationship um, is very, like, very into the public eye, mm-hmm. and like they have to deal with that stuff when they're at home. So I think that plays a lot into like, you know, they're at the Oscars and this stuff is happening to them, and they're like, oh, like our relationship is already in the public eye. Like, how can I make myself seem like? masculine more like a man yeah. and it's showbiz it's hollywood yeah that, well, you know? wait, i actually want to stay right here and talk about this who wears the pants in relationships right yeah so i think that concept in itself is almost like a major foundation of what we do here on the Southcast, right is because who wears the pants like that's a financial thing that's a manly thing it's a feminine thing yeah. who wears the pants in the relationship so will you recently got engaged i did Yes. Five days ago. Five days. There's a dirty rumor out there that Fosh also got engaged recently. <laughs> congratulations. So, I don't know if we have audio for a round of applause. There, it's true. Ding, ding, ding. Um, I recently got divorced, so congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> so, Will, who wears the pants in your relationship? Well, I wear the pants. Yeah. She's a leader in her own right, and she does yeah. amazing things. I mean, you guys, if anyone sees who she is, you can go to my Instagram and see. She is a leader. She's a role model. She's strong and courageous. Most Pull her up, Tyler. Strong, yeah. Ava... Is her, is her name. The strongest and bravest woman I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. But in terms of a relationship with a man and a woman, the man leads. So Absolutely. what does it mean to wear the pants and to lead in the relationship? What does that mean? You know, I guess I wouldn't really use the term wear the pants for either of us. I would mm-hmm. just say, you know, the, the man is the one who leads. The man is the one... Gorgeous, bro. Congrats. Yeah, she's, she's just in, incredible. She's beautiful. <laughs> the cameraman was hidden, so she didn't know any of this was happening. So it's, oh, this it's wasn't Hollywood stage. No, no, yeah. Even like, though you live in Hollywood. The Warner Brothers logo is right over there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, this so was the a, man leads. Advantage. What does that mean, Will? It means the man is the leader. The man, the woman is able to obviously put her input and say things that she believes in and be a support yeah, system for, for, the, sure. for the man. But the man, when it comes to decisions about things, he has to be someone who says, okay, I'm going to make this decision because I am the leader of the household. I am yeah. the leader of the family, the leader of the children, the leader of the house, the leader of, of my my wife and everything like that. That That is what the man Now, is does. Ava going to get sure. offended if she hears this clip? No, of course not. No, of course not. Because there's so many things yes. where she influences me and gotcha. gives me advice on things and we're a team, yeah. obviously, a partnership yeah but in so much the i i think that in in our world we've lost that mentality of I the agree. man leading so fosh you that. agree why do you agree with will um i do think that men are like leaders and i think that they should be leaders and providers for sure um obviously like as a woman you support your man and you give him some some input 
and um, like that, like you help him behind the scenes. Oh, look, there I am. Oh, Fosh, look at this. <laughs> oh, yours is much different than mine. <laughs> now, this is some Oscars Warner Brothers yeah, stuff exactly. going on. And there she yeah. is. Dang. Congratulations. Wow. Thank you. Okay. But well, yes, you're saying that different. your man wears the pants of the family. He leads. My man is a leader. Yeah. For sure. Okay. And, and that's, that's why she respects him because Jordan yeah, Peterson exactly. talks a lot. If you have a confident woman, she's really not going to respect a man who's not, who does not lead. Exactly. Right. So we're all in agreement on this, that the man needs to lead. Is that yeah. what we're For saying? Sure. Taylor, do you have any strong feelings just, on why a woman needs to lead? Uh, I mean, women ha should be leaders, but I think there is that role in a functioning society that men, that men <laughs> need to lead. I think for definitely for like intimate relationships and marriage, I think that men have to be like in the forefront of things for sure. Yeah. Like if you're like a smart woman and you're like, I guess, independent or whatever, you have that for yourself. I think that's important too to be able to have conversations and be intellectual and things like that. But like when it comes to like family values, mm -hmm. I think you have to just stand by your man. Yeah. Well, yes. If they're if they're doing the right things, you know, if they're doing some shady shit. No. Well, of course not. Yeah, yeah. But, that, but that's part of being a leader as a man is doing yeah. the right things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Integrity means doing the right thing when no one's looking. You have to be that type of leader as a man within your household. For sure. What do you think, Adam? Yeah. Look, uh, I mean, it's hard to disagree with with everything we're talking about. Um, but I think it comes down to the foundation of respect. Like uh, one of the reasons I, sure. I, I I met Fosh. As I was asking questions like, what are you looking for in a man? And, you know, obviously most girls will say, well, I want to be attracted to the guy. Obviously, funny personality. And then the money conversation. Does he have to make that yeah. money? Exactly. He money. Thank you. Yeah. And she said, I think hey, I'm not going to date a guy that doesn't make more than me or isn't successful. But this is the whole like, hypergamy factor. Yeah, but I don't think it's like on a superficial level. I think like. If you can provide as a man and you like you shown that you can go out there and get it and provide, that makes me very attracted to you and like um, it makes me respect you. You mm -hmm. get what I'm saying? So like that shows me something like, oh, okay, you can go out there and you can do this. So that makes me want to be like, oh. Yeah. So is it Join income them. or is it ambition that women are attracted to? I would say <laughs> ambition and competent. If you're competent For and sure. you go after it, the money comes. For so sure. So it's kind of like that um, – if you do well in life, you will have money. So it's it kind of, you know it's, what I mean? It's definitely the competence for me. What does competence mean for a female? Because men, let me just say this. Men, I've, had, I've interviewed Fresh and Fit, Rolo, <laughs> their, their take. It's a little and I've, and I've, I, I must say for the most part, I tend to agree. I don't really care what <laughs> our female does or what they make. Yeah. As long as they make you happy and they're a fulfilling relationship. I don't care if she makes... 30 grand a year, or if she's a teacher, I don't care if she makes 150 grand. Like, right. this has come down to the man needs to lead and be the provider. I mean, yeah. You know, like caveman instincts. <laughs> but the word we just discussed was what? Capable? Competent? competent. What does that mean for, for when women look at a man? Oh, he's competent. Oh, your girl's competent. Your man's competent. Oh, okay. What does that mean? Yeah, well, especially in a capitalist society, if you're for competent, sure. you're going after things, you may be an entrepreneur, you you feel confident to go after whatever it is that you're doing and you're doing it well. And when you do things well and you get recognition for it, the money comes. And so sure. that's, it's like a skit. It's like a measuring scale, the money, but do I just look at the money? No. Mm -hmm. Got it. So Will, you're, Ava, mm -hmm. um, congratulations again. Thank you. What does she do for work? Uh, she's a lawyer. She's a she's lawyer. A legal philosopher. Oh, nice. Okay. So, so she's she successful. does well for herself. Yeah, she's great. At any point, you know, because you're kind of starting out in your career, although you've been doing it for a few years. Yeah. Is that intimidating to you? You said that your birthdays are very similar, so she's your same age, so Literally she's kind of like starting exact out. Same age, yeah. Is oh, it nice. is it a turn on that she's making a lot of money and being successful? Is it a little intimidating? How does that work in your relationship? Yeah, it's nothing really to do with the money so much. It's more about that she's fighting for the right values. You know, she does things very ideologically. She fights for the truth. Yeah. She's the best person in terms of morals and goodness that I've ever met in my life. And, and, awesome. and because she's fighting for that, mm. it, it all doesn't really too matter too much. You know, that's what's really most important to me. If we're making about the same money or, you know, I'm making more, she's yeah. whatever. You know, if it, it's weird if a, if a woman is making a lot more money than a man. I do think for that's sure. strange. Yeah, I you think that's shouldn't, weird. Yes, that shouldn't yeah. be happening. Why is that weird? Because, I mean, just, again, my Christianity Masculine. comes into play, but biblically speaking, it's, it's, it's the man is supposed to be the head of the household. So you hear these stories about, very rare, right. but 
you know, the woman's a lawyer. Or like, I have a good buddy of mine. I'm not going to put him on blast. His wife is a doctor. She's a dermatologist. Mm-hmm. She's she's killing it. She's making a half a million bucks a year. Oh, good for him. And he's an entrepreneur, and his business got shut down during COVID. So he's got three kids. So now he's the stay-at-home dad. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling him, look, at this, like your wife's crushing it. Like she went to school for ten years. She's finally starting to make money. Mm-hmm. Let her do her thing. But at the same time, you can't lose your ambition and your drive, even though, you know, you still need to take care of the kids. You know, what would you, what, that relationship right there, what are your thoughts on that? Well, that's an interesting situation because it's given COVID. I would agree he has to keep his ambition, so he should be working towards doing something because I dated someone and I was making more money than him yeah. and I was always getting criticized. Oh, you're a workaholic. You work so okay. much. Who was criticizing you though? My boyfriend at the time. Oh, really? So I was like... Yeah, but... And do you and think he was coming at a, uh, at a, from a, from a it was a little genuine bit... point? Or is he like, no, you're doing better than me, and I'm a little... My ego's kind of shattered. Genuine, huh? also because we were long distance, so we didn't see oh, each other okay. that much. But uh, I was in real estate, so it's like, when I had to work, I had to work. Right. And so um, I feel, for men, I can understand from their standpoint why that could be demasculating or for almost... Sure. Not em- maybe embarrassing, but... It is. Because honestly, more than anything else, I feel like it shows a lack of ambition on that man. Like, what can incompetence do? Mm -hmm. Like, if you're not out there getting it, it shows, like, I can't really, like, depend on you. Not... But if you're just starting out, it's different. If if they're just starting out and, and, like, they're working towards it... I can't really trust you to lead if you're not (laughs) doing it. So if you can pinpoint... uh, This whole discussion we've had for the last 15 minutes... If, from a female's perspective, yeah. if you can pinpoint what is the most attractive thing that a man a can man. possess, what is the one Intelligence, thing? for sure. Intelligence. Values and principles. That's true, okay. too, yeah. Because right. there's a lot of smart people, I'm like... That's true. And Will, you yeah. got it all, bro. You're the full package, bro. <laughs> Listen, if only I had good eyes. And <laughs> yeah. I was gonna Shout say- out to Warby Parker. <laughs> yeah, you know. This worry My buddy founded the company. I know really? what's going on. Yeah. Oh, they're great. They're Shout great out to classes. Neil. Super yes. liberal, bro. You know what? You can't boycott them. Oh, gosh. Them you, know, you can't boycott them. <laughs> you were going to say what? Well, I was going to say in terms of the intelligence, I talk a lot about you know the differences between intelligence and wisdom mm-hmm. and how wisdom is far more important than okay. intelligence when it comes to... Break that down. That's awesome. Essentially yeah. that, you know... A rocket scientist is intelligent. There are sure. plenty of people who are very, very smart people, but they lack no real life experience or oh, or a type of wisdom. For sure, politicians. So, politicians. You know, well, a lot <laughs> of them are very stupid too. But yeah, honestly, are they are very. A lot of them are very stupid. Right, yes. and so the the wisdom comes from learning, which is what we talked about in the first podcast, where I said young boys mm-hmm. need to learn. Young boys and need to fail all the time. They yeah. should be failing experience. every single day. Learn from their experience. mistakes. And learn from their mistakes. It's the number one thing in becoming a man. And wisdom comes when you're older. There are still old people out there who have no wisdom. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not just something That's that true. happens. You have to fail and be willing to fail and take risks to achieve something great. And that's where wisdom comes in, which is yeah. far more important than intelligence. Well said from a wise yeah. young man. Um, <laughs> we're gonna, we're, I know we're kind of going rapid fire here. We usually spend <laughs> a little more time on these topics, but we're moving along here. Uh, and we're talking you know, ambition. We're talking competence. Uh, let's kind of get into the money side of things. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a common debate that we have here or that just exists is should you pursue a passion or chase that money? Uh, so my quick story <laughs> is for after college, you know, for the first five years, I was just pursuing passions. I was a nightlife guy in South Beach. I did okay. stand-up comedy for many years. Okay. I was I worked at a sports agency. I was actually a teacher. I taught second yeah. grade for a year. Broke as shit. I kind of really want (laughs) to talk about the passion and following the money thing. Honestly, I feel like a lot of people can get confused with passion and being unrealistic about their, like, abilities. Mm -hmm. So it becomes a problem. Like, if you have a passion and you're, like, what, like, 25 and your passion is to be, like, what, a professional basketball player? I'm going to say, like, that probably won't really work out for you that well. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can be passionate and um, be realistic. And make money. Mm-hmm. Break that so, down further. And use experiences. Maybe you, there's a basketball player you're thinking of that. Uh... I don't really want to put it in Oh, Fosh! You, you, you don't have to name names. So we don't need, I don't want to put anybody We don't need out John's there. last name, but. But um, I've had my fair share of relationships, you know, and I've dated somebody who I felt like wasn't really realistic in their capabilities. And I would try to push them in a the direction of where I feel like. 
you can be realistic about what you can do and also make money doing that. Mm. So it's like, be passionate about something, but it also has to bring income, obviously, because how are you surviving? So you're basically saying money? it's almost like a trifecta. It's pursue something you're passionate about, be freaking realistic about what Absolutely. you can do with it, and then like Absolutely. the money is the third leg of the stool. For sure. Where they can all call kind of all intersect. Yeah, figure out what you're good at and figure out how you can capitalize off of it. I mean, that's, for that's sure. sort of what you did, Will, right? You dropped out of college. Mm-hmm. You, you realized, yeah, this college thing ain't for me. You're right. in Boulder. Everyone's mm-hmm. smoking bowls in Boulder. Uh-huh. I'm sure that's a yep. joke that people use. Uh, or if I just made that up, kudos to me. I never what did, you, what did you study? I'm just curious. What did I you was an English school? major. Oh, so interesting. Yeah, like Are you going to be an English teacher or something like that? A, a writer. I was going to get a little houseboat and write for Rolling Stone. Oh, that's what awesome. I wanted to do. Okay. Music. I wrote for the school newspaper there you go. Uh, and wrote music articles. So, but and but like you basically started skipping class, started mm-hmm. basically – you set up a table. You were debating. Tell that story and then how you ended up in your career. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would go on – I became conservative in college and okay. started just debating people on campus and talking about all sorts of different topics, working with Turning Point USA and some other organizations. Eventually found out about a PragerU, made a video for them, and long story short, they gave me a job and I moved out to Los Angeles. Oh, nice. And, and that's what happened. When I moved out to Los Angeles, I mean I was in debt, uh, no money. Didn't know anyone. Moved into the most disgusting Hollywood apartment that I could mm-hmm. find. This mm-hmm. bachelor apartment didn't even have, you know, it only had one sink and, and terrible. There were cockroaches crawling on my oh, face no. when I slept. Oh my god! Well, I mean, just, you know, terrible. This is where I. You're offending from. Fox right now, Will. Oh That's my fine. God. <laughs> I, don't like, I, I don't like. I hate bugs. So that, like, no, I hate. Thing. Well, you shouldn't live in Florida. <laughs> I know, but, but the roaches right? right. I, thank God I haven't seen one yet. Yeah, I had, I had them all over the place, and my landlord would do nothing about it. But I came from, a, in a lot of ways, I don't always like to say this because yeah. I'm not a victim in any way, but I came sure. from nothing and from a lot with everything that I've done. Good. You know, no followers, no anything. Right. So then build it all up, and I was passionate about it, but I also <gasps> had a plan. I didn't move out to Los Angeles not knowing anything. Prager, you gave me a job and an opportunity yeah, and said yeah, you can do yeah. this. And so I had a plan in place to be able to, to make it happen. I set goals for myself. I organized my life on what I wanted to do. Yeah. But it was also passion. And it wasn't just passion. It was, it was truth. So let me ask you. Uh, you've been working for, for Prager for how long? About four and a half years. Okay. So I want to know, like the first year that I started, so I got out of the – Jack of all trades thing, and I got into finance, kind of like what Taylor's doing right now, because mm-hmm. she That's works great. for Valuetainment Sales Team. Shout out to them upstairs Whoa. if they're listening. Um, I got out of the Miami nightlife business. I moved up closer to Boca, up okay. this way, and uh, for one year I ate shit. Like I, I was cold calling. I made five grand my first year in a year, yeah. and then my second year I made a hundred grand, and then it's been. You know, great since that's, then, and now I can good. make that in a month if I, you know, like in a right, good month, right? Good. So, getting that money, that again, that's money. money. Now, so Will, I want to know, you know, because so, so many freaking kids out there want to get rich quick. Mm-hmm. The Doge coins and the cryptos and the mm-hmm. AMS, uh, GME stock and the get rich quick and the, you know, Bitcoin, everything. Uh, I want to know, um, year one, you know, what it was like. I don't. You don't need to use income, whatever right. you can. Right. Versus year two, versus year three. And then now you're year four, year five. You're writing a book. You're on podcast. Mm-hmm. That uh, ascent, I, I'd like yeah. to understand. Yeah, the trajectory is really cool. When I look back, I was just actually I was with my fiance and we were looking through old pictures on my phone, which is. You know, many people might think is a risky thing to do, but we're, we're fine doing it. You you've got things yeah. to hide. Yeah, yeah no, I, we trust each other very much so, which is also another keystone of the relationship. Yeah. Um, but looking at my first year and the things that I was doing, I mean, all, I only ate sandwiches basically, mm-hmm. like turkey, ham, and cheese for sandwiches sure. okay. for like a year yeah. living in that Hollywood apartment. With it the had, roaches. It, yeah, it had no kitchen <laughs> or anything. It was absolutely terrible. Um, you were not bringing girls over to the apartment at that point, I assume. Well, you will. They love the roaches, right? you know. So, um, but that was the first year, and then second year was a little bit better. Moved into a different place in Hollywood, still not the best, pretty dirty area, and it's just been going up from there. And the number one thing that I did was just every single day I would plan out what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So if I had to make a call, I put that on the schedule. If mm-hmm. I had to send a text or something, or write an email, or prepare for something, I put yeah. it on the put it on there. And my first year, I was giving speeches, and I 
sucked ass. I was terrible at giving speeches. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I got booed mm-hmm. off stage, you know, heckled, all sorts of stuff. Maybe yeah. if you're in stand-up, yeah, you're going to deal with that kind of stuff, uh, right? Yeah, I still deal with and I was doing, yeah, <laughs> And I was doing it with high school kids and all sorts of people, just yeah. evil people, right? Yeah. High school kids are evil. Yeah. They are. And they were terrible. But I didn't give up off of that. I, I kept going and practiced and did a lot more. You know, now I can go and do speeches for, get paid now. They're not just providing travel. I'm getting yeah. paid for speeches. I'm getting paid to do a book. I'm getting paid for my work at Prager. All these different things. So, uh, you know, now I can fly out to Amsterdam and, yeah. and move my fiance to America and, awesome. and, mm-hmm. and have no worries about money. At yeah. any point, were you going to quit? When that, at your lowest moment, you're getting booed off stage. <laughs> you give a horrible speech. You know, cockroaches are on the face, yeah. all that. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I forget about it. I'm going back to college. Any point where you're going to quit? It was, never, it was never the money stuff that made me want to quit mm-hmm. because I knew that I was good and, yeah. I, and I had confident. the truth. I knew that I was, that was fine. Yeah. It was more about if, if I thought that politics was the right path that I could do the best amount of work, mm. right? And so that, that was maybe where I was like, okay, maybe I could take a different approach. Mm-hmm. But it was never the money. The money, it, it was nothing to me. You know, yeah. what, what my goal was. What's the big but, message here? And then I want to get the ladies' perspective. Yeah, yeah I have a different What's the big message here about the grind of like a year, first year, cockroaches getting booed off stage right. to, you know, fifth year, age 25, mm-hmm. keep in mind, right. books, yeah. traveling the world, podcasts. Yeah. What's the, the underlying message there? Well, it's funny because I talk a lot on my show and in my next book actually about, you know, in a lot of ways the American dream is dead for a lot of people just with finances and things like that. But there is still so much opportunity in America that there isn't anywhere else. And that if you have something that you want to do, you can do it. But most young people would rather go spend their money on avocado toast and things that that they can't afford. You know, Mm -hmm. I I think it's like 50% of people can't even afford a $500 bill if something were to happen to them. That's terrible that that's happening. And it's because a lot of people are just very bad with their money. All the money that I made from my first book all the money that i made from my speeches i didn't spend any of it mm-hmm. you know investing things yeah and, i think that's like another that, thing that's like a big problem too like financial like understanding how to control right. your finances that's a huge problem like you just don't need it like yeah. you don't yeah. need Everyone to spend that sh- money you will be so much happier well, well as we say off. save that money well right. save that yeah. money. um so all right ladies go ahead go ahead taylor so for one i would say like the real pandemic and i'm being tongue-in-cheek here is the inability for the American people to understand money. We do not understand it. And so mm-hmm. I took initiative early on, right after I graduated college, to learn money. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that book changed my for life. Sure. Oh, yeah. But I agree pursuing passion, but I also think you have to do it smart. I'm so glad it worked out for yeah. some people. But like the fact that I'm at Valuetainment, it's a dream come true. But I paid off all my debt, paid off my car, paid oh, off my nice. college, worked, saved money, invested money before I just made that leap. So when I came here... I don't have to stress about money because I'm in sales and I'm like learning yeah. that. I, mm-hmm. Rich dad, poor dad would tell you the opposite. It'd well, be like, that's more like a Dave Ramsey approach. Yeah, but I, I guess you don't have to pay all your debt. But when I'm making this move, so I moved to Illinois and I'm originally from Michigan. Now I moved to Florida. I was still pursuing passion. I was making videos on my, in my, in my, you know, in my living room by myself. Mm-hmm. Like I was still doing that. I was trying to sell artwork, but I was still doing it in a responsible way. I love going after passion, but sometimes it's not going to work out in the stress of having to worry about money when you're away from friends and family it's a lot on people so i think doing it in an intelligent way and learning about money how to save budget and that would be what i would say for sure go ahead fosh what are your thoughts on all this you're um fosh's whole time is like yes all right go ahead Uh i like listening to people and understanding their like viewpoints and stuff um what's the question exactly well you know his grind so you do real estate and you're an entrepreneur you're also like a hot thing on instagram so so, what's your um, career path so my career path now is like i'm going more into like real estate so my idea so first of all i i went to college i actually finished not that that's like super important she said that in my career she said you actually finished yeah she's looking right at you will terrible finished bro you asked (laughs) So I have like my business degree in um, social media marketing. Um, So I finished that. And I feel like I didn't really, I learned, but like it was definitely eye opener being around different people and understanding different um, people's viewpoints in life and understanding them. So that happened. Um, My career path now that I'm going towards is real estate, owning, 
um, sales for sure. But like what's really important to me is building a brand around myself. So that way I have that brand no matter what. And then I can also I can continue leveraging off of that for years and years and years to come. That's what I'm always thinking about. I'm thinking about the future. I'm like, how can I, you know, make money off of this continuously? So me building myself as a brand, I think help is helping me a lot with that. For me, I just and a lot in so much of what I did, I never really cared if I made that much money. You know, I still okay. don't really care that much about the money. I want okay. to be able to live a comfortable life and, for sure. and have a, a home and be able to provide for my children yeah, and things like absolutely. that. But I just never really cared about being rich or anything like that. I'm more just, I do a lot of it but just because of the passion. I understand that's probably not good advice for people. No, but I like that because me. you want to do what you're passionate. My, my only thing to some people is, especially when they're very impulsive mm-hmm. and they just go yeah. and do it. And it's like, okay, it's, maybe they were meant to do that, but the way they went about it. And right. didn't and then it didn't work out right. and honestly like like you can say follow your passion but like i feel like a lot of people aren't realistic like i really feel like that's mm. a problem right. i really I think do. that's a really good point because we talk about so thank like, you think, fosh think about we talk what about you're doing. chasing money or following your passions but fosh just interjected well let's all be realistic about this please yes. okay you you know, i'm not saying you can't follow your dreams but like pat talked about look Pat would love to be able to jump 46 inches like LeBron and dunk on people's heads. He's like, I just can't jump so good. Right. You know, or he wants to sing like Whitney Houston. He's like, I have a horrible voice. So there needs to be some realism right. uh, in, in both your, your self-awareness. 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 And maybe you make money and you're doing what you're passionate on the side and until that's those things. And that's exactly what happened here is right. that I, um, Same here. I, Followed my passions for many years. Awesome. You know, nightlife, fun, party guys, stand-up comedy, entertainment, broke as shit. Got out of that, went into the financial career, did that for 10 years, made a bunch of money, circled back to all that. Did Were that... you passionate about the financial career? I was passionate about how much money I make in that. Oh, and that's okay. what See? keeps me going. I don't wake up every day <laughs> being like, investments, insurance, let's do this thing. But it is a – I'm passionate about the lifestyle it allows me to do and allows me for to do sure. this exactly. and not have to worry about my bills. Let's shift gears here for a okay. second. Let's talk dating. Uh, now, Will, uh, there's a, a sort of an infamous story about you in college. You were dating a big Hillary supporter. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> my question – I want to hear that story, but my question is what is a bigger issue in a relationship? Politics? Race? Or religion. I want to get everyone's opinion on that. So tell wow. your story and what do you think is the biggest <laughs> issue? I've had a couple of times where I've been on dates or dated people who are not of the same politics as me. Uh, the first time that you're talking about Hillary Clinton supporter was a girl who I dated. And we're getting into this whole argument. I think it was about like Muslims or people from North Africa coming into Sweden and places okay. and, and raping people and things like that. Anyway, we're getting to this whole argument about it. And I remember saying something and she started crying. And she said, you sound like a Trump supporter. And I never thought about that before. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I am. And then she just <laughs> cried harder. Oh. And, and that was the end of that relationship. Or another yeah. girl who I went on a date with here in L.A. And she asked me at the end of the date. She was driving also, by the way. Very progressive of, of me. And uh, picked me up, went to the Griffith Park and some stuff. And she asked me at the end what I do for work and all this. And told her I work in politics and conservative politics. Told her who I voted for. Voted for Trump. She starts crying. I mean, these situations are happening. You're just breaking all... hearts left and right. Another We're not time. all the good reason. Uh, exactly. Another time at a karaoke bar, a girl starts crying. I mean, all the time. I'm making girls cry because of who I voted in De- for. In Boulder, Colorado, nonetheless. Yeah, that one was actually in Denver. Okay, gotcha. Denver, Denver is pretty much Boulder these days. Yeah. Um, but I think the most important thing is none of those things. I think it's values. Values is the most important thing. That you guys need to have similar values. Mm-hmm. Because even if you, you can have different politics than people yeah. and disagree on some political things. Yeah. But again, like we talked about before, politics isn't values. Politics For is something sure. like tax policy or you know, what you should do about immigration or something like that. But a lot of those things do connect to values. Values is the most important thing. And if you guys share similar values but differ on all sorts of opinions, I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? What about you, Fosh? Is it easier to date someone who uh, – or what's harder to do? Different race, different religion, different politics. You're a Democrat. He's Republican. Ah, it's not going to work. Um, I'm Jewish. He's Christian. You know, black, okay, white. What are your thoughts? So um, the race thing, not really like a thing for me, but like more so um, religion. Religion can be a thing and politics can definitely be a thing. Like Will said, it it, it 
it's more about like values. Like those things are definitely values for me. Um, my religious views and um, politics. Mm-hmm. It'll definitely, if you're thinking about long term with somebody, those things are very crucial to talk about. Because yeah. how are you going to raise your children? Like, what? Yeah. How is that going to go? So that definitely is a part of the values. Mm-hmm. And Taylor, as a conservative hippie, <laughs> would you date a you know liberal? No. I don't know what's exactly. Oh, not. Yeah. No, and it's because straight the, up, the you values would not principles. Date... We wouldn't. We wouldn't see eye to eye. And I like talking about those things. I like like about philosophy. And yeah. like I said, it's not politics. It's actually philosophy and human nature mm-hmm. that then is how people decide their politics. And I wouldn't want to have, I wouldn't want, we would be arguing. I wouldn't want that. What do you think would be the biggest argument in that relationship? Oh God. If, depends. Uh, as far as government control, taxes, the way you ra- re- raise your children, um, mm-hmm. how, what are you going to teach them? Mm-hmm. What are you going to talk about? And then the politics just stems from it. I, I can't give an exact answer because I think many things we wouldn't see eye to eye on. Would you date someone with a totally different political perspective? I know you said you're libertarian, so it's hard, but <laughs> would you date someone who's like super far left, social justice warrior, BLM, Antifa? No, would you ever would... date someone like that? <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able to. So would you, you date would not. Adam? Why not? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of annoy the hell out of me. Honestly. What would annoy you? <laughs> like just the, like anything that I feel like is super extremist annoys me. Yeah. Like I feel like it's um, it's smart to be able to understand um, different sides of everything. Anything yeah. that's too extremist for me kind of gets on my fucking. Well, ass. as a beautiful black woman, <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, you get I, I, when I interviewed you. Hey, ma, yeah. what's up? Hey, woo, you're like hey, guys <laughs> holler at you. You told me for that. Sure. Yeah. So if a guy checked off a lot of boxes, successful, making money, yeah. that's kind of like antithesis to what it is. Okay. Um, but he was like this super BLM social justice. Uh, you know, wokester, that just would be a major turnoff to you? It would definitely be a turnoff for me. Um, I would I would try to, I guess, like if I actually like this person and I want to help them, mm-hmm. I would try to like open their mind to thinking, you know, about like not just being so extremist of certain things. I would definitely try to talk to them Got about it. that. So if we could, just to nail this down, of the three things I asked, politics, race, religion, what is the least important? to most important of those three race is the least yeah go ahead what are your three race is the least politics wait religion politics Mm, yeah politics religion so race is the least important politics politics and and then religion Religion is is the most a man that believes in god the bible okay there it is how about you fosh in that order okay um let me think about that go ahead so race Okay, so least important to most important? Yes. Least important is race, politics, and then religion. Okay. Will? Yeah. I would say the same. 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 But I just, one thing, I just, so many people always talk about, you know, it's fine to have these differences and things like that or all that. I just don't get it. This is your life partner. This is someone who you're going to exactly. be married to, exactly. discuss everything with, who's supposed to be your supporter, especially for me as someone who works in politics and mm-hmm. all of this. That person needs to be with me. They can have some small for disagreements sure. and things, and I can have small disagreements with them, but that person needs to be on my team. Yeah. You know, I don't want someone who's not on my team. Mm-hmm. And also when it comes to raising children, you're going to raise my children exactly. with me. You better teach my children the right thing, the thing that I want them to know. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I want to indoctrinate my children with my values. Mm-hmm. You know, And people always say, oh, you can't say that. I, I want my children to have good values. I'm yeah. going to instill that on them. And my partner needs to have the same good things to put on them too. So most important is values and principles. So yeah. we're talking about? Sure. Yeah. 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 says it all the time. Yeah. All right, speaking Religion of values and principles, we're going to shift from dating. This is like where politics, dating, values and principles, sex, money, all intersect into this story. I saw this. I was like, Tyler, we got to pull this thing up. This is the Madison Cawthorn story. Familiar with this? So no. Madison Cawthorn, who is um, – can we pull up a picture of Madison Cawthorn, by the way? Good-looking dude, right? He happens to be in a wheelchair. I've, I've seen him before. Okay, yeah. Good-looking dude. Uh, congressman. Yeah. Out of what state? North Carolina, I North think. North Carolina. Look how Taylor knows. North Carolina, 2nd <laughs> District, Wilmington, North Carolina. You know, like, no, I pay attention. Okay, there she goes. <laughs> but, ha- by the way, how did he end up in a wheelchair? Do we know? Um, oh, I think he was in a car accident, actually. Okay, a gotcha. terrible car accident. Well, here's this young. story. and you got to hear the story. Are you familiar with this at all? No. You are? Okay. Yeah. 
So Madison Cawthorn, quote unquote, he needs to name names of the orgy and coke partiers that he was invited to. So this is from the Freedom Caucus chair, basically calls him out as a New York Post story. So Representative Madison Cawthorn should should out the fellow Republicans he claims invited him to orgies and snorted cocaine in front of him. Oh, my God. Um says the conservative freedom caucus leader named Scott Perry. Scott Perry. If you're going to say something like that, you need to name names, says Perry, the Republican from Pennsylvania. Cawthorn discussed alleged sexual perversion of some older lawmakers, including people he said he previously looked up to, quote-unquote, Cawthorn says, then all of a sudden you get invited. We're going to have a sexual get-together at our homes. You should come, bro. And then you realize they're asking you to come to an orgy. Hi, I'm Madison Cawthorn. I'm here for the gangbang. What is the story, Will? You've heard this? I've heard inklings of these kinds of things. Okay, your take. You work in politics. You've heard a lot of these things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, (laughs) you know, I know Scott Perry's asking and all this kind of stuff. The left always asks for these kind of things. They say, oh, you got to be this good conservative. You got to put in this good conservative box. But conservatives could never ask the left for this. Like when all this stuff happened with Andrew Gillum, mm-hmm. who almost won. That's what I first thought of. Exactly yeah. the same yes. thing. When well, all almost became the governor of Florida. Almost became governor by small amount of votes. Can you imagine if that guy was our governor? Instead of DeSantis. Ex- exactly. Like you said, our governor. You don't live in Florida oh, yet, right. sir. <laughs> I don't know what you're considering. Soon enough. Cast Soon out enough. the bag. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Soon enough. But, uh, you know, can you imagine if that was the case? And the conservatives don't ever ask the left for these kind of things. They're not pressuring the left to, to or the Democrats to put these kind of things mm-hmm. out there. But they will always come and question us and try and put us mm-hmm. in our good little box. But do you think he's – do you think this actually happened? Do you think the Republican older lawmakers Hell are inviting yeah. Madison Call? Do you think that's yeah. happening, Taylor? I no, think there's I, some yeah. sketchy stuff that goes on with politicians and what they do and when they have power, what they think they can get away with. Uh, yeah, I would probably – if I had to, like – Way out, probably. Yeah, I don't wow. know if they're all having like orgies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't say for sure, but I know that these people do shady, weird stuff. Mm-hmm. You think so? Yeah, and that goes yeah. across left, right, up, down, center. Oh, yeah, that's just a people really. thing. That's just a people. Because thing. again, left as we talked right. about on the first podcast, yes. they, 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 some people have R's next to name, some people have D's. They're all the same. Most of them are pretty much all the same. When wow. the, yep. the the power of politician attracts a certain type of person to right. go to that job. What is that type mm-hmm. of person? That type of attraction that it pulls. Type it pulls, of person yeah. is a greedy person, a person who is fine with uh, sacrificing truth for what they want, and mm-hmm. someone who doesn't care about other people really. And thinks this- they can get away with things. Mm-hmm. Right. Narcissistic type of people. Mm-hmm. How do we get these people out of politics? How do can, how can politicians? Well, it's be supposed better? to work that um, every two years the whole government changes. But um, the, swamp, limits, the, yeah. the swamp and the lobbying is so bad and corrupt that these things almost never happen anymore because it's the money I, drives the politics. Yeah, I don't really think that there's a thing where you can honestly get them out because, like, I term like limits. You, Okay. Who sets the term limits? They set the term limits. They just gave themselves a 21% raise. <laughs> People exactly. pay attention. I mean, honestly, scale back the federal government to the bare, bare minimum. This is not how our government is supposed to be. Like, let the states that can, like, the have majority of the power, the federal government, get out of education, get out of all these mm-hmm. departments. Mm-hmm. You need a convention of states. I mean, that's, that's really what you need. Say it again? A convention of states. What does that mean exactly? It's kind of like a... An older idea that was in the Constitution that if they have problems with the federal government, states can convene and do something about it, basically. That's like a basic – The level. Constitution. It's, no, I know. It's racist talking. <laughs> horrible. You know? But uh, that's the basic – that will never happen. But well, really, you're exactly right. But uh, unfortunately, that's not going to happen. And what's going to happen is is going to be – I mean but, but this it's going is, to only get bigger. This is only news because it's in politics, right? Meaning – Someone invites you to a coke sex party in South Beach. I'm like, all right. But it should be Tuesday Tuesday. Tuesday. Exactly. exactly. We're talking about drink some whiskey. But in politics, it's like, holy shit, what is happening? But you're saying, hey, it's human nature, man. Yeah. And these people are the greediest, most self-indulgent, narcissistic, slimy Mm -hmm. people out there. But they put on a nice suit, comb their hair nice, and yeah. and get the attention of people so they can win. Yeah. It should be news going on. So uh, we got five minutes left. Um. You said something. That's why I hate politics. But you're in politics, bro. Yeah. What do you hate about it? What do you love about it? What can young people start to understand about it? Yeah. So there's a there is a difference. So I work for a nonprofit. I mean, PragerU is a nonprofit. So it's political, but it's not politics. Okay. As a nonprofit, we legally can't talk about candidates, bills, legislation, anything like that, or we That's would lose our nonprofit mm-hmm. status. 
status, right? So we talk a lot about values. We talk about information. We yeah. talk about that kind of stuff, not about actual politicians and things like that. You know, I get in trouble when I talk about politicians sometimes. So I you have to keep uh. that stuff down below when we're on the PragerU platform. But what I hate about the politics is that it is so fake. All of it is so fake. Mm -hmm. And what politics does, I don't know if you're familiar with the the author Aberon Herbert, but he talks about politics turns people into ciphers, and that's what mm -hmm. the political system does, is that a cipher is someone who can no longer think for themselves exactly. because the political party has told them what to think. Exactly. And I am all for people being individuals in the most uh, important sense. For sure. And that you get to a good society. Like the left will talk about we need to do things for the greater good or for the good of society. Screw society. What is society? Society is a collection of individuals. If you make good individuals, then you will have a good society. So until you actually start focusing on individual people and not the party mm -hmm. or the politics and this kind of stuff, then you won't have a good society. Mm -hmm. And you just have orgy sex cocaine parties. <laughs> you know? So you have to focus on it. In Congress. Yeah. That's um, why we need people like you in politics and the one and only Patrick Davis. We need people like yeah. you to help people think. Yeah, it's hard. I, see, it's hard because I, I don't want to be too vain, but I'm I'm very real. I'm real. Good. I talk about what's real, and Good. that's just that that's type why of person. Like doesn't, you. Yes, but that type of person doesn't last in politics. They uh -huh. want to destroy people. Exactly. Like me. Even the Republicans want to destroy someone like me. But you don't need to last. You come, you make your impact, and then hopefully it cultivates enough people around you. Like look at the network that Patrick is doing and the things he talks right. about. It doesn't have to be him the whole time. It has to be him who he's bringing, and then they. It's kind of like a domino effect. Right. Yeah. Well, I love it. Well, uh, we're wrapping up here. I, I feel like we can go for another hour, but I know Will's got to go to a, some sort of party that he's putting together. Later, A fun kind of party. By the way, just real quick, um, you know, we talk about, um, you know, I, I had a, we're, by the way, this is, what is this, whiskey? I'm having, like, we're having a nice time here. Ooh, we're having cheers. a whiskey. Cheers to you. You might have had a whiskey or a while. I don't know what you had. Um, you heard this Robert, story about the Jack Harlow, uh, the rapper, uh, quit drinking completely because it was time. You know Jack Harlow? Yeah, uh, face. yeah. He, he quit drinking because he wanted to stop doing boyish things. Um, just real quick. What, what's the one thing that you think you've done that has turned you from a kid to an adult? Mm. Round table here. Is there, someone can go first. Taylor, go ahead. Yeah, I moved away from my friends and family and eliminated those distractions and got focused on what I wanted to do. Moved mm -hmm. to a different state. There it is. Yeah. Fosh? I feel like I had to grow up quick, honestly. Like, I'm not to get in, like, sentimental or anything, but, like, my parents, they're, like, deceased. So I feel like I definitely had to step my foot into the adult world, world very quickly. Mm -hmm. So I'm from New Jersey, but I moved out to Florida by myself, um, you know, so I guess that's, like, an adult thing to do. Um, also like reading and like learning about the world and, um, my finance, my finances mm -hmm. for sure. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Not expecting anyone to give me anything. Yeah. That's the number one thing as an adult. You can't expect help from anyone. Mm -hmm. It's on you. You know, you have people who you trust and you love and you, you depend on them, but really it's about you. And then the next thing is being baptized. That was a little over a year ago. Oh, congratulations. That was, that was congratulations. Were you, uh, just a question, were you always Christian? Or no, no, I was a horrible atheist growing up. Really? Yeah, yeah. Look at him now, ladies and gentlemen. Look at you now. You know? I was Look Christian. At him now. I was a piece of garbage. Well, oh, wow. You know? But you're doing no. great now. Yeah, and you know who else is doing great right now? Us. Yay. So cheers, guys. I know we got to wrap cheers. up real quick. This was a quick <laughs> episode. <laughs> I want to thank I want to thank Fosh. I want to thank Taylor. Uh, everyone did great. And Will Witt, thank you for just spending the day with us, Thank bro. you, man. It was a lot That was awesome. We will be back live tomorrow with big time comedian mark norman so check that out uh, we'll have fun there this is what we do here we talk dating we talk lifestyle and how money affects it all um and as we say you should always save that money because your needs tomorrow are more important than your wants today kind of like what you were saying so respect we'll see you guys next time bye